You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Sun International's results were released earlier today and it says here that group income for the half year increased by 7%, group EBITDA increased by 3% and there's lots of corporate activity going on here. And let me give you a quote from the CEO and that's Anthony Leeming. He says the following, the trading environment in South Africa remains extremely challenging and disposable income remains under pressure. Despite this, management's continued focus on improving efficiencies and cost reduction results in an improvement in our margins and in EBITDA and he also goes on to say the ongoing reduction to our debt is most encouraging. In South Africa, debt reduced from 9.2 billion as of December the 31st, 2018, to 8.8 billion, with the group continuing to trade well within its bank debt covenants. Anthony Leeming, the CEO of Sun International, is on the telephone now. I must say one thing, Anthony, that over the years that I've been speaking to Sun International, despite the challenging and now extremely challenging conditions, you never you never sit still. You're either disposing of one thing adding a little bit here and there and also reducing your debt and as you say in your statement reducing costs so you're busy all the time yeah hi Lindsay. Um, yes we are i think but if you look back in the past there's a little bit less um i suppose big activity going on i think we've really sort of have calmed down the last couple of years and we really are focusing as i mentioned on the basics efficiencies on the business the few opportunities we've had for example sabaya buy out a minority shareholder really is what we have and what we own so we're not really um, taking on a new business, it's our existing business to existingly manage, as well as the Sunsoft's acquisitions, and both are trading very well, so we're very excited to have more of them. Yes, indeed. It's almost as though when, when I look at the gambling industry, at the high end, people are playing roulette and blackjack, but when times are tough, people go to the slots. Is that why you're increasing your, your slot exposure, if I can phrase it like that? Uh, not really. I think the Sunslots business has been a bit of a, a new industry uh, over the last sort of four or five years, which is the LPM limited pub machines in pubs and clubs. Um, I guess that's still getting some market penetration. It's still um, growing, whereas the casino business is much more, um, you know, so the market has been penetrated and, and a lot of the, that, that type of customer isn't going to the casino, the lower end customer. And so these properties are, the LPM industry is doing well and the hence our sun slots business that keeps growing. But certainly there hasn't been a shift away from the slots on the casino side, uh, but on the LPM side, a bit of a new and a new penetration as well. Can we start at home with South Africa? Can you give us a general synopsis of what has happened? Yeah, I think, look, we've had a few star performers, but overall, when you look at it uh, collectively, you know, revenue only up two and, and managing to keep EBITDA at 4% shows we've improved our margin. Um, and that has been through the focus. We really had to look at the basics, get efficiency rights, uh, Kronos scheduling, um, all those good things that are really focusing on the business. And that's the Trump environment we're in. So it's been fortunate we have been able to maintain our costs, hold our costs, and really through just holding tight and making sure there's no wasteful expenditure. So I think we've done well, improved our margin. Um, but, you know, when you look at a place like Sun City really coming under pressure on the occupancy side with the economy, um, places like the smaller casino properties are battling in the in a difficult environment, and places like Grand West where we've got three percent back in, in revenue and three percent back in EBITDA as well. So we had the star performers being Sabaya, Sunslots, um, even our Sunbet, our online business, starting to do quite nicely. Um, but yeah, very tough. You, you just think it's hard to get growth in revenue at the moment. In February, I had the occasion to go around about six or seven South African cities and stay in various facilities, and I think a couple of them were yours. What is the ratio between occupancy and gaming revenue in, in general terms? 
look, our, our business is we eighty percent casino revenue. You probably your rooms is around about ten or eleven percent, and then you have got all the other. But so uh, rooms is pretty small relative to our, our top line, and and again our bottom line. But clearly, with a place like Sun City, it generates a significant amount of revenue, but not much on the bottom. So uh, we primarily, I would say, a casino business, um, and that's where most of the business the income is coming from from gaming. One of the star performers which you highlight is Times Square. I mean, that's a relatively recent facility. You say, I'm particularly, this is your uh, your quote, by the way, I'm particularly pleased with the performance of Times Square, which posted a 15% increase in income and continued to gain market share. Now, is that because it's a new facility? Is that because it's nice and bright and shiny? Is it because it's uh, in an area that was underserved before? What is the, what is the reason for that 15% increase? Because that's quite glamorous compared to other facilities. <laughs> Look, I think you touched on every single point. Um, it is. It's a new facility. It's still getting some market penetration. I think, you know, our anticipation would be ramp up a bit quicker. It's taken a bit longer to do so. So we reached the 14.6% market share. But if you actually look at the second quarter, we were close to 16. And, and since June, we're getting over the 17% market share. So gaining quite substantial traction in the market. Um, and hopefully that's, that's going to flow through. I think when you look at the EBITDA generation from the revenue growth, we were at 55% which is obviously critical, um, the cash flow and profits from operations. Okay, and we have to temper that enthusiasm with uh, poor performers. What's doing badly? And, and interesting to me, what geographies are doing badly, or rather regions in South Africa are doing badly? Yes, I think you look at, I mean, obviously Sun City, I've, I've mentioned already. Um, hmm. Now, Sun City, I think a bit of all markets, I mean, whether it be international tourism, corporates cutting back, um, just your, your, your normal leisure guest. Uh, but I think still Sun City has great potential, and with the loosening of, of visa regulation, that's starting to happen, and certainly when China India comes through, um, and a lot of work we're going to be doing on getting Sun City, the service levels right. Uh, we know that we battled over, t- over the last couple of years. We need to get that right, look after the property a bit better, and that, that's going to be the focus. If we get that right, I'm pretty certain the guest experience will improve and, and we'll get more back. If you look at the smaller uh, casinos, they really have come under pressure. I think these smaller towns are battling. I think government is probably doing the right thing in terms of clamping down on expenditure and certainly uh, wasted expenditure. And I think some of that was feed, feeding through when there was total, um, you know, a bit of a free-for-all at, at some stage in terms of tenders going out in these smaller towns. So that's been tightened up. Um, and, and ultimately, those, those, that impacts the smaller, smaller towns. Yeah, indeed. I mean, you talk about smaller towns and you talk about the South African consumer and being under under pressure. When you see results from certain retailers uh, recently, they've been very poor and their share prices have reflected uh, the poor trading environment. And if people can't buy groceries or are not buying groceries in the same volumes and with the same enthusiasm that they have been over the last, um, well, maybe two, three years ago, uh, then then surely you must uh, get a sort of a, a warning, a warning light in your head saying, well, they're not going to put money in a slot machine. Look, that's a, that's that's largely correct. I mean, you know, we are dependent on discretionary spend, and discretionary spend is is the, where people cut back the most. Um, so I think with the consumer under pressure, with the job losses that we're having in the, in the economy, it's certainly going to continue to place us under pressure. And hence, you know, we're not expecting a, a quick recovery. I think as things start improving, and and it'll take a little bit of time, we'll we'll probably take a little bit longer than that to start showing a, a positive trend. But at the same time, I think we're optimistic. We're getting the business run well. Uh, we'll be ready for a turnaround, and if it comes in two years, that's fine. I think we'll start showing some very good growth um, should that happen. 
Let's go to Latin America now and uh, have a look at a disposal or a part disposal anyway. It says here, Sun International has concluded agreements to dispose of 15% of its equity interest in Sun Dreams in LATAM for 86 million US dollars, which will reduce the company's interest in Sun Dreams to 50%. Was that, was that strategic? Was that someone that came to you and said, look, let's get, let's get you down to 50% because we want this, this chunk? Or is it just poor trading environment? No, I think it's, look, our partner wanted to increase and they wanted to have more joint control. I think given our debt levels and given the pressure on certain uh, certain areas, we felt it was uh, appropriate to do so. Um, really reduce our debt levels here. Um, we've had invested well here. And we also got licenses there that do come up for renewal in a few years' time and, and we didn't want the full exposure. We're very confident in the LATAM. There's opportunities there. Um, trading and market share, we're starting to gain. We did spend a bit on on, on, on marketing and promotion activity. And we managed to control, cut that back a little bit, and we start to see a, a positive trend in, in, in Chile. And we certainly expect a much better second half performance. But I think holistically, it's really just about rebalancing, getting our debt levels down um, in, in a difficult time. So it was a good, 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 good um, disposal for us. So South Africa doesn't really have a monopoly on poor economic performance. Uh, generally speaking, Latin America also under pressure. Not in all in all territories, of course. But I would have thought that. Yeah, what's happening in Brazil, what's happening in Venezuela, and very recently uh, renewed political strife in, in Colombia, I suppose it affects the mood of the whole region. Well, I think so. I think, you know, I mean, places like Chile, for example, and that's where most of our business is, um, you know, they were doing very well on, on copper and lithium. And obviously with the trade wars, you know, copper prices come off. Um, having said that, you know, our two uh, main uh, main uh, countries that we trade, being Peru and Chile, both are experiencing GDP growth of 3%. Chile has very low unemployment and interest rates are coming down to try and stimulate the economy. So I think the ability to recover will be a lot quicker, um, say, than South Africa. So still, we still feel that Chile and, and Peru will recover a lot quicker than we have and should do well going into the future. Yeah, you did get a, a growth in income of 17% to 2.8 billion rand in Latin America, but that was um, acquisition-based mainly, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Thunderbird Resorts in Peru and then also the Mendoza Heights in Argentina. Um, that's where the revenue growth really came from. Okay, looking ahead, you say, in light of the pressure that the local economy is under, combined with the uncertain international environment, we do not expect trading conditions to improve in the short term. So it's a business as usual, rejigging the portfolio um, and cost reduction and just hoping things will turn around. Uh, very much so. I think it is definitely a difficult time. And I, th- I think we can't plan to say the boom times are coming. But, but uh, you know, managing the ship tightly and, and really looking after what we have, um, we'll be ready for any turnaround that comes. Very good. Thanks so much for your time. Anthony Leeming is the CEO of Sun International, which released its results earlier today. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.